This teaching is from City Church Coventry. You can find us online at www.citychurchcoventry.org. I have no idea how long this is going to be, but it will definitely not be more than 15 minutes. So I'm thinking more like five. So just make sure you're like paying attention really closely because it could be gone really, really quickly. Okay. All right. Um, so if you guys were here, if you guys were here um, last week, Adam Kipple was uh, kind of like started off this Ephesians, um, I don't know, series, series that we're on. Um, so I'm going to kind of read what he read as well as, because mine kind of fits in the middle of that. So if you guys can open or turn your phones on to Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1, let's start in verse 10. So I'm going to read it in the NLT and then also read it in the message because... I understand the message a bit more sometimes. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> verse 10. Oh, sorry, verse 1. Chapter 1, verse 10. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews, who were the first to trust in Christ, would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth and the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised, and that he has promised us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. And I'm just going to read um, verses 11 to 12 in the message again. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, because Christ was the hope of the world, right? He had his eye on us. He had designs on us for glorious living, part of the overall purpose he is working out in everything and everyone. Um, so I'm basically just going to share a personal story um, and talk mainly about our inheritance in Christ and what that means for us and how we even go about at getting that for ourselves. Um, so so um, this is one of my good stories. <laughs> one of my interesting stories. And I, it means I've shared it quite a bit. So if you've already heard it, I apologize. But um, it's, it's a story of the first time that I actually feared for my life. Ooh. <laughs> the first time, <laughs> hopefully the last time. Um, so a little bit of background. Um, if you guys don't know me, is I'm Hannah, and I'm married to Joel. And I am obviously not from this country. I am American. Um, but I had been living here. My family moved over here years ago. Um, and then when Joel and I started dating... Um, it was very quickly that we felt God say that actually you guys are going to be married. So we only dated for nine months and then we decided to get engaged. Um, and part of this, part of the problem was that I had a student visa here. My visa ran out, um, which meant that I had to go back to the States and Joel had to stay here. Very sad. Um, so that was kind of a, we kind of, 
decide to get engaged, and that was in itself a like a, a leap of faith, being like, okay, God, we're going to trust you that somehow, even though we are three and a half thousand miles away, you're going to bring us back together again. We have no idea how this is going to how this is going to happen, but we're going to trust you. So we spent our whole engagement apart, um, 14 months to be exact. <laughs> um, sorry, am I? I just need to not move my hands. Okay. Um, and during that time, we were basically just working as much as we could because in order for me to come back over and get my spouse visa, you had to be earning a certain amount of money. And both of us had just graduated from Nexus, this college, and we had no money whatsoever. So we are both working really hard. And the whole visa process in itself, if you know us at all, was just, it was just crazy. It was just unreal. And really the only reason that we were we got to be here and actually got to get married was because of God. Um, and so the story kind of starts with that background. And the one time I had a chance to come back over to England um, during our engagement was for um, a friend's wedding. And basically... On the way over, um, our, I was flying by myself, and how I remember it is, um, I was sitting in, in, the, in the aisle seat, and um, it was a bright, sunny day, cloudless day, and uh, the, the air hostesses were coming down with um, trays, and I remember it being like, a, like an actual tray of glasses and orange juice, I remember it being... <laughs> And also, I was wearing a white top. This has something to do with it. Um, and, and she comes over, and she just goes, like, orange juice? Like that. And as soon as I went to, like, it was like a movie, honestly. As soon as I went to grab it, the tray just goes flying up in the air. And it felt like, if anyone's been on a Ryanair flight, and you oh. land <laughs> very suddenly, it felt like that. It felt like, almost in your head, you're like, how have we hit a runway? We're in the middle of the sky. So it, the plane just basically went like, boom, like that. And from what I can remember, it just felt like falling. I don't know if you feel like that. And it probably, we probably weren't falling out of the sky, but that's what it felt like. And it was crazy turbulence, really, really intense, to the point where the air hostess had, so, so she basically went flying up like that. Um, and then I remember, you know when like you hit turbulence and you're a little bit nervous and you kind of look straight to the air hostess like, are they calm? They're calm. Okay. <laughs> you know, and you kind of gauge the situation based on them because you're like, they've got the experience, you know. These guys were not calm in any, <laughs> any way, shape, or form. You can laugh. It's okay. It's a little bit of a funny story now. It wasn't then, but it's a bit funny now. Um, and I remember, the, so this woman... And she was, like, clawing her way back to, the, to, to her seat. And, I mean, it was, like, not walking. It was like this, you know, like, trying to get back to her seat. And another air hostess was in the back. And I remember her, like, actually crawling on the ground. And I remember one guy, one air... Are they still called air hostess? If they're stewards. <laughs> um, <laughs> a steward. And I remember him sitting down. I just I remember seeing, like, fear on their faces. And I was like, okay, this is not good. And obviously, at the same time, you're like, you know, this is terrible air, air turbulence. And then I also remember a woman behind me. Um, her daughter was sleeping through this whole thing, which I was, like, amazing. Um, but she was, like, in a real panic. And I just reached over to her, and I was like, I was like, you need to put your seatbelt on. 
because she was trying to sort out her child. And I was like, first things first. You know, like you hear these things that goes into your head. You're like, you need to put your seatbelt on first. So she's like, okay. And she just listened to me. I don't know why. She's like, okay. And then I put her seatbelt on. Someone was like throwing up behind me. Um, that was, yeah, that was terrible. And I remember looking back and there's people who were in the toilets and they're trying to get back to their seats and they're crawling on the ground. And, and the one, <laughs> one of the craziest things is there was a woman who was like diagonal to me because, and also just part of God being over this was that I was actually in an aisle seat, which never happens. But I was in, in an aisle seat and I remember this woman, she just turned and just looked at me. Again, why would she, why, you know, I don't know why she just looked at me. And you know, like in cartoons where, where you see the whites of someone's eyes if they're like afraid, like I've never actually seen that in real life until I looked at this woman. And it was like, I would never, hopefully never have to see it again. But it was like the whites of her eyes, she was just looking at me like absolutely petrified and she was having a panic attack. And so all of this is going on around me. And in any situation, I, like I'm flying on my own. I always have this joke that like if I'm flying with Joel, I don't care what happens because we'll die together. <laughs> I'm like, air turbulence, eh, it's fine. You're with me, it's fine. I genuinely say this. But because I was on my own, I normally get a little bit scared if I'm flying on my own and there's some really bad turbulence. But as all of this was happening, so this is like all happening at once, if you can imagine that, as well as the plane like shaking, feels like it's dropping, feels like we can't catch any air. And I remember this, like, it was like a wave just came like this. It was like, like that. And it was just the peace of God. And it was like this actual tangible, like it felt like it started from here. And it was like, all the way down, all the way down. And it was this tangible, tangible peace. And I was at complete, I was completely calm. And it's like, um, what's that movie, Clock Stoppers or something? Where like, has anyone seen that movie? Where they stop time and they can like walk around and everyone's like frozen. But it was kind of like that. It was like I could see everything really clearly. And when you're in a panicky situation, you don't see things clearly, do you? You're like, it happens. And then an hour later, you're like, what the heck just happened? Like, I can't remember the details. But I could see every, every single thing happening. And I was able to grab this woman's hand who was having the panic attack. And I just grabbed it. And she was like, grabbing onto me. This complete stranger. And I just remember being like, just praying, like out loud, speaking in tongues. And I was just like, Lord, like, <laughs> like praying really loud, like, Lord Jesus, you will land this plane. Like just being really, really like confident and like prophetic actually. And being able to just speak truth over the situation. Um, and it was, it was like, I think, I don't know, I think it was probably like 25 minutes, half an hour before everything actually calmed down again. Um, but the pilot didn't come on the speaker till we landed. And it was one of those things of like, everyone was really panicking in the situation. Um, oh gosh, time was going fast. Okay. Um, <laughs> I didn't think this would happen. <laughs> um, and yeah, and that was just a real, um, the, one of like the moments where I was like, God is, is here. And um, like, if you remember, like, our backstory, it was really this promise that I was holding on to of saying, 
I, I remember actually saying, like, God, you promised me a wedding. I remember I kept saying that over and over again. And I was like, that's my truth. Like, as simple as it is and as, like, superficial almost as it is, it was like, God, you promised me a wedding. I'm going to get here. We are going to get married. And I was just able to pray into that because that was something that he had told me, at, like, years, you know, a year ago. Um, so all that to say how this ties into inheritance, right? <laughs> um, Oh, another part of that was when Joel picked me up, I was like, oh my gosh, how am I even going to... So, so the plane landed safely. Everyone was fine. Everyone was fine. No one was injured. Um, apparently what this was is um, it's basically just called um, clear air turbulence. It's basically something that happens very rarely when it's completely clear, no clouds in the sky, and you'll just hit like crosses of air, and it's just it's very unexpected. Um, so always wear your seatbelt. Even if you're flying, always wear your seatbelt genuinely because it can happen and people can get really hurt. So always wear a seatbelt. Um, <laughs> um, but when Joel picked me up from the airport, the best part about it was, you know, he was just kind of expecting me to be like, oh, hello, hi, I missed you, all this kind of stuff. And I was just like, you won't believe what happened. And he was like, what? And, um, and all I could say, I was like, God was faithful. He is sovereign. I was like, you won't believe. Like I was holding on to this promise. I was helping this woman who was having a panic attack. I was being able to pray peace and like no fear. And I was just, you know, I was like, I felt like I was in control of the whole flight. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, and I was just, and it was, just, I was just like, I couldn't stop talking about it. And it's probably one of the stories I share the most because, because I'm like, God is so good. And like, this was a really real life situation that, that I had this supernatural reaction to. And it's because of God and the Holy Spirit. So that's one of the very many stories I could share. Um, I don't remember if you, I don't know if you guys remember Jess Handy. She came from Canada and she came and shared like years ago. But one thing that she shared about was having keys to the kingdom. And her... Her metaphor was basically like we literally have every single key to the kingdom of God and everything that he has for us. And when we're in any, like if we find ourselves in any situation with worry or fear or, or even happiness and joy and peace, like we, just, we can just unlock those things of God and be like, I'm going to take that from me. And that's how I see our inheritance in Christ. It's just the things that he is, who he is as God and who Jesus is. All of those things are for us to take and to implement into our life. Um, so one of the like, main verses that it just, like the simplest way I can describe it is Galatians 5, uh, 22 through 23, which you guys can either turn to or you might even know it yourselves. Um, it says the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Um, and really, in that one space of time, I kind of felt all of those things, but mainly, <clears throat> mainly the peace thing. Um, but that is like almost the simplest way of just saying, this is what the Holy Spirit gives us, and these are the things that are our inheritance. They, we, they already belong to us. We don't have to do anything. We don't, like in that situation, I didn't even have to ask for it. I wasn't even like, oh God, I'm really, really terrified. Please give me your peace. Sometimes we do have to, but it was almost like, he was like, this is already yours because I'm already in you and I'm already going to give it to you. And because you live by the Holy Spirit, like it's instant, it's instant. Um, And it was just such a cool example of that in my life. Um, So these are the things that are ours by our nature because he is our father, not our worldly flesh fleshy nature but our spiritual nature um 
So it's kind of like, okay, so that's our inheritance. All those things of the Holy Spirit. How do we, how do we get that? Like, how do we actually get that? Because um, it's all nice to say, these are ours to have. But, like, how do we actually access them? And I was telling maybe this in the car on the way here. Like, sometimes God can be really complicated. Like, some, some things of our relationship with him and some things in the Bible, it's like, it's so, it seems so complex and so complicated. But really, I think its principles come down to something really simple. And because and he wants us to access him. And I think it is just as simple as knowing who you are in Christ, knowing what this Holy Spirit is, having, inviting the Holy Spirit into you, um, living by the Holy Spirit. So instead of like, you know, in that situation, my, my flesh nature would have been fear, anxiety, I would have been having a panic attack. I get travel sickness. Why wasn't I throwing up? Like, all these things. Um, But your spiritual eyes and your spiritual sense and living by the Holy Spirit because you know with your head these are the gifts that I have because of my inheritance in God. And saying, no, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to take peace because I have that already. Amen. Um, So my challenge, I guess, to you guys... um, is next time you're in a situation, which could be in an hour, not, not the flight thing, but like a situation where you might just be worried or, or afraid or, you know, I just kind of wrote some things that were in my heart. Like next time you're afraid, maybe you're having um, a health scare. Maybe you're having issues with your health or you know someone who is. I'm sure we all know someone. Um, maybe you have a fear of being a parent or know somebody who is. Maybe you're afraid your marriage is struggling, or one day you'll just get bored with each other. Maybe you're afraid for your children's futures, your financial future, where you're going to go to college. Like, you know, how many times do we worry a day? Like, we don't even count. Like, so many times we worry about every little thing. But the challenge is, like, you have hope in God, and that he is your inheritance, and you have this inheritance in him. Um, You have the love and the grace and the peace that you need. And we just take it. We just take it. It's saying no to the fleshy things. <laughs> saying yes to the spiritual things. Like even preparing this, like, which I hope is the last time you ever ask me to do this. <laughs> because it's so terrifying. <laughs> People who talk on a Sunday, honestly, hats off to you. Um, but like, honestly, guys, like waking up at 3 a.m. being like, oh, what am I going to talk about? And like, every time I think about it, my like stomach drops and just all this stuff. And like, that's my like natural worldly reaction of like, someone asks you to do something that is like the worst possible thing you could ever think of doing. (laughs) And, and you go, oh no, like, you know, dread, like, please don't make me do it. Um, but then your spiritual you know, your spiritual eyes, your spiritual head, your spiritual heart goes, but I am a child of God. Like, he has given me everything I need. He has given me these tools. Even if I literally cannot, like, you know, I have no talent and gift in public speaking whatsoever. It's the first time I've ever done it. You know, but it's like, okay, God, if you're asking me to do this, you're going to step up to the plate because, (laughs) you know, and it's, and it's just, it's living your life by those things and knowing, and knowing what your inheritance is. So, I think, I think I'm just going to call it there. Um, yeah, I think I've probably said everything. But yeah, so let's just, like this week, um, just want to challenge you to, to just keep that in mind. 
and, and live your life by, by your inheritance in God. Um, and another thing I thought this morning was that would be really cool is um, like if you guys have personal time with God throughout the week and if you're anything like me, sometimes you're like, I have no idea what, what to read or whatever. Like search for stories in the Bible of people who have called on their inheritance. Um, like Esther comes to mind. Um, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, like Daniel and David and like basically just go and watch your veggie tales <laughs> and you'll be fine you know but like so many stories in the bible of people who have who have, who have been in situations where they have no no power no strength no qualifications and they call on their inheritance in God and they say okay God I know that I have love joy peace self-control all those things in you I'm gonna live by that instead so that is 20 minutes on the dot. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>